Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. And I warn you at the outset that I have got nothing this week. Absolutely nothing. Last week's episode, loads seemed to happen that was quirky and interesting and just caught my attention and I thought was worth sharing. Uh, a lot of which had made me laugh and I just yeah thought was really, really nice. This week, for whatever reason, well I can tell you the reason actually. There's, there's no point saying for whatever reason. Uh, but this week, because I've had my head down working on account stuff on zero stuff for the trade association i've kind of not lifted my head away from the screen and consequently i've not really engaged with the world uh, very much so the only thing i've got experience of i can talk to you about this week is probably uh, a whole a whole raft of stuff recoding transactions into different cost centers which isn't really going to make for uh, any kind of well i mean i don't even know if this passes for entertainment anyway but it's it's going to put me on a path to a new low, I would have thought. So I'm going to start. I don't know where I'm going to end up. I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about. Uh, the only thing I do know is in an hour and a quarter, I've got football training. So that's my that's my hard stop. So I've kind of got to be creative and I've got a window of about an hour and 20 minutes to do it. Um, let's regroup at the end, see how I got on. Um, actually twangy guitar look at it i'm forgetting all the basics i'm forgetting the basics i forgot the twangy guitar line it really is it's desperate this week monday and as if to prove the point, I'm going to start off by talking about something that I should have mentioned about three weeks ago. And it struck me as I was, well, it struck me again as I was out for a walk um, on, um, I can't remember what evening it was, but I was out for a walk. And when I'd come home a few weeks ago on the train from London, the one thing I'd really noticed as the journey went on, you know, that kind of you know, watching the world through your window, whizzing by kind of vibe. The one thing I'd really, really noticed was how many houses were either dark or had only one light on. And I think if you needed any kind of idea of whether this whole thing about um, the cost of electric and the cost of fuel had really taken hold, it was... You know, I seem to recall going past streets and towns and villages on the train and you'd go from dark to light. You'd go past a lot of light. And as I went through various places, various suburbs, various, you know, whatever, I was struck by houses, one light on only, no lights on at all. I wasn't struck by the thing that I seem to remember, which was you would go past a house that was occupied and every single light would be on. And it's kind of happened here as well. We've we've all just done that thing where we're really, really conscious about switching lights off, um, which is something, I mean, you know yourself, you, you go through years, you know, somebody will have a stop around and go, it's like Blackpool Illuminations in this house. Um, but it it's it's finally settled and everybody in this house is walking around and switching lights off and actually very often you walk into the house and and the, and the first light that's on is in the is in the back room so from all intents and purposes from the front of the house it's pitch dark um i know that's dull uh that's probably why i didn't put it in in previous weeks but it did strike me when i was whizzing by uh, on the train <laughs> Tuesday. 
I know there was hardly any politics in last week's episode, um, but there's been a couple of things happened this week that are worthy of note and talk to that whole statement that Sunak made about professionalism and integrity because Rishi, not Rishi Sunak, Gavin Williamson uh, resigned and that's not a surprise. Um, there's a reason why he's been out of government twice. I mean, this is the, his third sacking, which is puts him in a very, very small club of ministers who've actually been sacked for three times. And certain senior people like Gavin Williamson, not because he's a particularly you know nice human being, I think it's pretty much agreed that he's not a very nice human being at all. And he's certainly very... I think nobody's more impressed with Gavin Williamson, or sorry, Sir Gavin Williamson, than I think Sir Gavin Williamson. But he has a, he has a fetish about people's... Um, foibles and people's weaknesses and as a, as as a chief whip and what continues to be a self-styled chief whip then that that does him you know or he thinks that's the route to power he knows where the bodies uh, are buried and that, I think that can be the only reason that he's kept coming back because he seems to be a fairly unpleasant um, human being sort of styles himself a little bit on Francis Urquhart and I think um, if you go back to the original BBC version of a House of Cards. He's very much that kind of that kind of person. Um, you know, it's about ownership. It's about because you know something about somebody, then they will bend to your to your will. And his ability to go around and say to people, "Well, I can make this happen because I've effectively got dirt on all these people," um, which is a. I mean, that's the way politics works, and it's the way that the way as politics has, has always worked, but. I do wonder if we're moving to a situation where we're a little bit um, more considerate that people have, A, people, you know, have human weaknesses and B, that people have personal lives and that most people's personal lives, irrespective of whether you're an MP or not, have moments where they're a little bit of a car crash. Um, And I guess the more high profile, the more likely your uh, personal life will probably have elements of car crash um, about it. Now, what we do seem to be focusing in on now is things like bullying and that kind of unpleasant behaviour. So not human weakness, but actually where people are just are, are just horrible and they know what they're doing and they're doing it, you know, for a very specific reason. Um, and of course, that's now interesting because it brings into question. We've got the whole Suella Braverman thing, which isn't necessarily about bullying, but that is about incompetence. But then you've got the whole Dominic Raab thing flying around at the moment, and that is very much about bullying. And of course, you know, we could we could throw that at Pretty Patel as well. So it'll be interesting to see if this trend develops. Um, Gav obviously didn't make it through the week. Um, Dominic Raab's on the front pages today. Um, you know, that whole statement that Rishi made on the steps of Down Street is coming back to, to, to haunt him a little bit. It'll be uh, somewhat interesting to see how this goes, particularly when um, cost of living crisis really, really bites, spending cuts by tax rises bite, and people are looking for reasons um, to, to vent at politicians. <laughs> I was momentarily back in Maricopa County today, um, which was a bit of a throwback because that was one of the districts that was really pivotal in the um, presidential election 
race a couple of years ago and obviously we're into the midterms and we're now into the results of the midterms and I heard the words Maricopa County being uh, uttered and I was taken straight back to you know what seemed like you know a month of watching um, CNN though in reality it was probably a couple of weeks I haven't turned CNN on this time I, I, I should have done I've, I've taken a little bit more arm's length uh, approach to the the midterms though I woke up it was nice to wake up to see headlines saying that the red wave that was being predicted, um, the you know everything uh, coming back against Biden that was being predicted, hadn't actually materialised, and I think that's interesting for a number of reasons. One, the economy is about bottomed out. Um, inflation's about bottomed out. It's as, it's kind of the, the the elections fallen at about the worst time it could have fallen, and there whilst there's been some resurgence. Um, the Democrats haven't been kicked necessarily for things like the economy. We know Biden's not very popular, um, but we're not. Be, he's not being kicked, or the Democrats haven't been kicked in the way that um, it was being suggested uh, that they would. As it stands at the moment, they probably will lose control of the House, but they may hang on to control of the Senate, which will be really, really interesting because most midterms shift from the incumbent party uh, have done for pretty much every president. And yet in this instance, uh, whilst they've lost one part of the of, of, of the, the chamber, they haven't lost the other. And it was a relatively open goal for the Republicans to do it. So what seems to be happening and and it's the first kind of signs of this. It's there seems to be a bit of an anti-Trump backlash. His control over the Republican Party appears to be loosening, weakening slightly because not all of his picks have done very well. Um, we've got uh, De Sanchez, the the other potential Republican contender, having had a very very good night and sweeping the boards in Florida. And it now looking more and more like A, there'll be a, an alternative to Trump and B, that Trump's ability to walk on water for everything he touched to, you know, to manifest itself, um, the whole MAGA movement may well be grinding to some kind of, not a halt, but losing its potency. And of course, as as you see, I mean, Boris Johnson's a reasonable example, but when you cease to be an electoral asset then it doesn't matter how well you think you control that party. That party will start to fall through your grasp. And that seems to be what's happened this week. It was a better night for Biden than expected and a much poorer night for Trump than expected. Now, that doesn't mean that what comes next isn't scary. I mean, DeSantis' whole tactic was was a war on woke uh, narrative was a war on woke culture war that has dominated the American election this time, so that's still in play, um, you know, and 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 it's still trying to be made to be in play in the UK as well, um, and that's the thing I think we need to fear next time we have elections, and I think that's something that's going to raise its head again in two years when it comes to the presidential election. So it's not that De Sanchez is 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 a nicer human being necessarily. Uh, and the danger is he's a more competent, um, you know, m- more structured version of Trump, which will be which will be worrying in some respects. But then competency with fairly abhorrent views doesn't always win out. You kind of need you need charisma. We're back to the whole Boris and his fibs argument. You need some form of charisma and some form of charm to carry abhorrent views over the line often. Um, and, and whatever you might say about Trump, he had the charisma. 
Um, whether that was charisma or charm with Boris is, is another question. I don't know whether Sanchez got that, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, and I'm sure in two years' time, we're going to be back in Maricopa County. Well, we're still there now, um, but I'm sure we're going to be back there in a couple of years. Thursday. We talked a few weeks ago about Be Real, um, which is this new social media phenomena that's supposed to kind of kick back against the whole fakeness of a lot of the platforms. So the idea with Be Real is that once a day you get a notification. When you get your notification, you have to post a picture of, of where you are. I think you have to post a picture from your front and from your back camera of your phone. And you have a very, very short window of time to do that so therefore the idea is that you actually just literally take a photo of where you are and what you're doing or what or you know where i guess you in terms of what you're doing the the that that camera and then in front of you as to where you are and the whole idea being that that will be real um now the bit i don't quite understand with that is how maybe maybe you can't take maybe you can't import a photo maybe you have to actually take a photo the way it works i don't know i've not seen it but um i'm sure at some point in time it will start being manipulated in that kind of social media fashion but the the kids josh has started on be real um so it's it's working its way through so that's the 15 year olds uh, that are on that now so I don't know where it started I don't know where it'll finish but Be Real has become um, a conversation in this house um, having stumbled across it um, you know, however many weeks ago then it has has landed um, the other thing is while we're on while we're on social media um, I don't know what I'm going to do if Twitter crumbles because it seems that Musk is is desperately trying to um, break Twitter uh, to the point where it won't function anymore. And and I'm not quite sure. I mean, it's chaos there. Uh, I mean, it's Conservative Party levels of chaos there. And I don't quite know. And this is supposed to be quite a bright man, right? I mean, I mean, you know, he's this is a successful fella. He should know what he's doing. But clearly, clearly some of these big pronouncements he's made, are, 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 you know, are definitely, uh, are definitely having an effect. So, um, I mean, I was very early to Twitter. Um, and I, I don't post a lot, but I, I, I like to read Twitter. I find Twitter, I take it with an enormous pinch of salt, but I do quite like, you know, spending a bit of time, uh, on, on my Twitter feed. Um, and it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. The number of people who've paused, it's interesting. The number of people who are potentially moving away. It's interesting. The number of people who are support, uh, you know, uh, not supporting, but, uh, investigating other platforms. So, uh, two two bits of social media news for Thursday. Friday. Okay, so I've got to the end, and I don't know whether that counts as no content or not. Um, as it stands at the moment, I'm just about to TikTok over the... Did I say TikTok? I didn't. I'm just about to tick over the 15-minute mark. So I've managed to talk for 15 minutes. Um, which in of itself is some kind of uh, accomplishment, I guess, some kind of achievement. But how much there is in that 15 minutes, I'm not quite sure. Uh, feel free to mark if you want in the comments. If you want to just give me a mark out of 10 this week, it's fine. Uh, I expect it'll be low. I'm ready for it. Um, don't let it, you know, don't let it concern you. Um, though I will go back to that whole adage of if you've nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. But I suppose I've asked you to make a comment so in which case I, I, I better be kind of you know kind of prepared for it um I will finish off with a little bit of telly I will finish off with a couple of things that I have and I haven't 
I've, I've hardly sat down and watched anything for quite a while, actually. I've got one or two episodes of The Old Man to finish, which I've, I'm at least a fortnight since I've watched any of that. So I'm a bit behind on that. And I was about, and I was sort of over a week between episode nine and episode 10 of Andor. But I watched episode 10 of Andor yesterday. Andor is truly tremendous. Andor is the best Star Wars series that's come out. The Mandalorian was great. I enjoyed Kenobi. Uh, I thought could go either way on Boba Fett, but the, but Andor is really, really, really good. Um, it's got that thing that uh, I guess. Well, it looks like Star Wars, which is great. Um, the way it's been filmed, it's real people in real sets, and I know there'll be a lot of CGI and green screen, but it it doesn't look obviously CGI and green screen. It's very, it's you know, it's got that that dystopian Blade Runner thing going on. It's very much got uh, Height of the Empire. Um, thing going on, uh, you know, the whole oppressive regime, which doesn't come across in Star Wars, as you'd expect a film made when it was made, um, which also makes it very interesting about what Star Wars would look like if you made Star Wars now, uh, particularly if you made it with far more of this kind of, you know, Blade Runner type edge to it, which it's, which it's got, uh, which would have suited uh, and does suit the story. I mean, it's a, it is a story about oppression, um so andor tremendous absolutely tremendous and i'll continue to say that disney is still by far the best of the platforms um that 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 i've interacted with and if you want something for a real cross-section of great content then disney is absolutely the way uh, to go it's 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 fantastic plus of course it means that i believe that's where um the new uh, knives out um mystery uh, glass onion will be shown which of course i can't wait for that um, either, but I'm going to leave you TV wise with um, Jack's pick. Jack's pick of the moment. Um, Jack has this this knack of finding interesting things and then starting other people on these interesting things. And of course, a lot of them. I mean, he's not finding them. I mean, they're there and they're out there. But he has this knack of just stumbling across things and being kind of at the beginning of of that little you know, uh, movement uh, locally, if that makes any kind of sense. So, you know, in terms of books, Dogman was a Jack thing. Um, Big Nate was a Jack thing. Bunny versus Monkey. I actually found Bunny versus Monkey, but he, he got onto Bunny versus Monkey as soon as we found it uh, and really and really ran with it. Um, and he's currently watching a show called Gravity Falls, which is a, another Disney show that's uh, that's been finished a while now. Um, and it's got kind of Stranger Things, uh, it's got very much a Stranger Things vibe going on, a uh, bit of a slightly bit of an X Files vibe going on. Very interesting the way it's put together. Very very clever in terms of the animation. And I'm I'm watching it. Um, uh, well, we're all watching it. Uh, he's he's seen it all, but um, both Alice and I are in stages of watching it with him. So he's watching it again from the beginning with both of us. And we've got it programmed in at different bits of our um, Disney. Um, it's on our on our on. We've all got the Disney profiles, and depending on which profile you go on, it'll be how far. So it's how far I'm through it, and how far Alison's through it with Jack. And I think she's a couple of episodes ahead. And I watched a couple of episodes with him um, with him last night. The the downside of all of this is, of course, Jack's a, a collector of things that go along with these kind of series. He's very much into the merch, and because Gravity Falls is never really landed over here, 
That's number one problem. And number two problem, finished quite a considerable while ago. It's really difficult to get anything to support his interest in it outside of the show. So, you know, you'll take take Lightyear as an example. Everywhere you go at the moment, it's full of Lightyear stuff. Absolutely full of Lightyear stuff. For the next, certainly through this Christmas, it will all be Lightyear stuff. And then it'll all start getting sold off um, before it then goes back up in price if there's a, if there's a, 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 a sequel to it. Um, because Gravity Falls is however many years gone, then it's really difficult to get anything. I mean, um, you can get the Funko Pops, but they're about 50 quid a go for something that's normally anything between a fiver and a tenner when they're current. Um, there isn't a lot in the way of books. The only DVDs available are um, regions that won't work over here. You need a whatever it is, Region 1 or Region 2 DVD player. And it's just not worth the risk of spending 50 quid on the DVDs if they're going to arrive and they're just not going to work. Um, but the, the show itself, the show itself is actually really, really quite clever. Uh, in fact, it's beyond quite clever. It is really quite, it's, it's really worth a watch. Last night's episode, um, a character in one of the, an old-fashioned arcade game, uh, kind of a, a fighting character, like a kung fu kind of character, um, was was summoned out of the video game to help um, Dipper, the lead character, um, uh, in 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 a tussle with his arch enemy Robbie. You can tell I'm in, I'm engaged in it. So, uh, and I thought it was the, the way they did it, the way the graphics were done, the way the inter the interwound the really old video like Atari style video kind of signatures was really 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 clever. So. If if you fancy something really different and you've got Disney and you want to check out Gravity Falls, check out a couple of episodes of Gravity Falls and see what you think. Right, that's me done. Um, grief, I've got to twenty odd minutes. How in the hell has that happened? Um, I hope you I hope you well. I hope you having a, um, had a had a had a good week, and I wish you a very pleasant weekend. And I will try and notice things uh, next week so I have any kind of content rather than just waffle. <laughs> therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production